Welcome to the Inspired Wild Podcast. I am Trevin Stoltzfus, and we are in the show me state. I'm here with Aaron Ray, also known as AR. And we are in the throes of the rut. Finally. Finally. It's been, uh, well, we, I mean, every year it's, it's spring turkey, maybe a little fishing, then summer food plots, and then you kind of just wait for this day. It's always fun because we... I get the chance to come out usually around Halloween for the youth rifle where Addison and yeah, it was what, and just Levi. Two days after Halloween yeah, this year. Yeah, It's the latest. Well, I've only been doing it four years, three, four years, but that's the latest it's been. Yeah, I think yeah. last year, was it, was it before Halloween? Mm-hmm. It was that mm-hmm. week, yeah. weekend before Halloween. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Sorry, that was a little delicious coffee. Um we normally mix in that youth hunt. I bring a load of stuff out because uh, we'll kind of lay out how this hunt works. If you've listened to last year's podcast, you might have caught a glimpse, but we've got some new new wrinkles in the, in the excitement. Um, but we come out, I bring a load, and then we hunt for uh, uh, that Saturday and Sunday. And then you normally, we leave here the before the butt crack of dawn and you hit, take me to Kansas City. I fly home and then usually the, a week goes by and then I come back and that's when we start our week-long Missouri uh, rut hunt, if you want to call it that. We always try and hunt that week that runs right into opening of rifle. And this year it's later than normal, mm-hmm. which is kind of fun because we we're always saying – man, if we just had one more week, you know, like right when rifles starting, then it's just, it's going crazy and we're in it and yep. we've seen some of that. But as the weather kind of was a little different this year, it would have been more than years. It probably would have been. Would have been okay been, because been we would have, okay we would have been more in the seeking phase. We're right. kind of in that lockdown phase right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're seeing a lot of activity, but, um, and we've got some of the best weather conditions i mean it's cold yeah but that's good and um weather changes too yeah it's been warm and you know yeah. cold we've had some fronts come through and that that yeah. helps a lot yeah and and we even got a chance be, and we, we won't go into levi and addison's deal because you can listen to that podcast for the missouri youth uh, hunt but w- at the end there we got to jump up in a stand together um and uh, even then we saw some decent movement so we were anticipating this and i think we talked a couple times this last week and you're like man it's it's really good right now yeah um but you, you know you, you wait all year and you just kind of cross your fingers and because of the situation with us is we we make a trip we're 11 hours right you know so it's like we're here from this date to that date and regardless of what phase of the rut or what the weather condition is we're hunting and we is, is what it is we've been here when it's 70 degrees 75 degrees and um it's not definitely not 75 degrees no now, not now now it, it was uh, we got in the stand this morning and um it was probably 32 degrees when we got in the stand and it rained for an hour and then it turned to snow and the temperature steadily plummeting and i think it's going to bottom out at about 14 middle of the night tonight so this afternoon and and the rain or the snow that's going right now it's supposed to tail off about one so we're going to get back in the stand but that's the kind of weather 
that you dream about for for whitetail rut. Right. Keeps them on their feet. Regardless of the rut, they're going to be moving. Right. This evening. Yeah. Exactly. They got feed. Yeah. And when the does are moving, the bucks are moving. So yep. that's good. Well, um, you had a pretty exciting. That was Saturday. Saturday morning. Saturday morning. We got in Friday, got everything ready, um, and uh, was that that was the first first hunt from coming back, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, that was the first morning. Yep. Yeah. Because I have been uh, helping film for uh, a young lady named Audrey, and her dad Todd is here, and and we're I've been filming with them, and and uh, we've got had some camera cameraman issues with schedules and so now we mm-hmm. have some more camera guys here so i can get in the stand and but uh before we get into the recounting that i want to just kind of set the scene here of where we're at because this is different than last year last year we stayed at trav's house which was mm-hmm. kind of in the basement kind of trying felt like we were in his way of course right um but now we're in trav's shop yep which is what uh 30 by 40, 30 yeah, by I think, 50. Yeah, that's where it is, 30 by 40. Uh, metal building. Yeah. With a potbelly stove. And then he built a really cool um, second story, kind of like a balcony, but it's 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 framed in. Um, and that's upstairs. There's a bathroom, shower, and then uh, we've got uh, all our cots and stuff up there. So we're out of Trav's hair, but yet... We've got room to charge batteries, and like right now, we're drying out all our clothes from this morning before we go out this afternoon. So it's kind of nice, but yeah. it's uh, it's definitely rustic, and it's which is perfect for us. Right. So, um, but anyway, that's kind of where we're sitting. We're we're in the middle of a shop at a picnic table you brought over, and you look around, and there's an old fridge, potbelly stove. The guys are leaning on a, a folding table doing media management. There's a Honda. Uh, is that a two-wheeler or a four-wheeler? Three-wheeler. Three-wheeler. That's old school. Yep. That's what they call a death trap right there. That's sitting in the corner. and Big red. Engine hoist. I mean, you know, it's it's as you would imagine a shop. Yep. So this is where Trav used to do most of his taxidermy. He did most, huh? most, all of his, actually all of his taxidermy work right here. And he was kind of in, last year in the middle of moving from here to down at his house just to, it was getting inconvenient for him to come up here so we had more room down there last year because he hadn't got everything moved over and now that he has everything switched over there's there's not a lot of room down there yeah and there's plenty of room here so yep. other than the fact we and we can fill up some room i mean we carry a lot of crap <laughs> <laughs> no doubt with all the gear and camera gear and tri- uh, arms and tripods and computer bows yeah, bows. yeah it's just crazy but uh, this is, I mean, I we talk about it all year long, but this is what I wait for is mornings like this morning, even though it was a little bit on the chilly side and wet side, and then then everything was frozen. Um, this is what you wait for. And we sat there this morning and watched uh, a, a mature buck. I mean, he's not, gonna, he's not the best scoring, but he's definitely a four-year-old, maybe even five-year-old, and out in the middle of a bean field and didn't move 25 yards because that's his doe didn't move 25 yards and he's locked down with her yeah and then we probably had three or four other deer run through you know so it's you never know what you're gonna see i'm surprised they didn't didn't get out of the wind i'm surprised they were out in the middle of that field like that as in the middle of the field as you could be 
and their backs were completely white because they'd just been standing there getting snowed on. Right. And they just fed. They just fed around. Then they'd bed down, and you'd, you'd lose them for 15, 20 minutes, and then the doe would get up, and the buck would get up. And mm-hmm. and I think we I saw another buck that was actually probably scores better than this buck, but I think he was three years old, came over the rise, and he came to the edge of that bean field that that the more mature buck was on and he kind of they kind of stared each other down a little bit i'm, I'm assuming because i saw where that other buck went and then that other then the buck in the middle bean field just stood there just like this kind of yeah yeah so and he never I, the other buck never did come out and challenge him or anything so i assume he just wandered off but uh yeah we're back in here we got uh matt and uh kyle and then we got tanner coming in we got we got we got plenty of cameramen now tanner is coming in tanner's coming in yeah because what'll happen is when these guys are done i gotta head to iowa gotcha. or kansas depending upon what's next on and how long we're here mm-hmm. and but i got because i gotta try and fit in some iowa in here somehow yeah you draw a tag you, i drive five you, years and they draw a tag you go right and i got a good buddy there that's that's got a nice little farm that that he uh yeah, so he's already killed his his buck, and his wife's already killed her buck, and her his son's already killed her their buck. So just there waiting on you. Yeah, yeah. So, um, t- take us through Saturday morning, and and kind of Garrett was in town. Garrett's gone now, but Garrett was in town as we were waiting on on Matt and Kyle to get here. Um, talk us through the setup, you know, all that stuff, because that was a pretty cool morning. Yeah. Um come down here saturday morning picked up garrett and we rolled into one of our uh had the right wind for one of our killer food plots we call the power line plot nick come down and helped us actually Mm -hmm. this summer and though they came in really great and we were in there the week when you were down the weekend before i saw a lot of sign in there Mm -hmm. scrapes all the way up and then there's we got really good stand of clover and then what else do we plant in some we planted some white rage i believe which oh, is uh, yeah yeah radishes and, mm-hmm. and sweet sugar beets and they came in good yeah. and those right now those deer are hammering the tops and then uh, i think who was telling me that somebody pulled one up and it's it's definitely yeah, sweet we, me and levi actually oh, tried, tried okay. one and they, yeah they're really sweet yeah they're eating the tops now and i i assume they'll be going to the bulbs here real short late, you know yeah. colder weather yeah but uh so yeah we seen the sign in there and we knew if we got the wind right wind we need to be in there and uh we got in there early or early for me mm-hmm. i like to be a little bit earlier probably than you 30 minutes or an hour after you but we seemed to be in there in plenty of time we had a, a good steady wind probably 15 mile an hour wind which I think really helped us in that setup because we kind of know like the wind we like to hunt in there but deer also come from every directions on you if you can get that steady wind you're up high and that kind of blows over that power line cut so we get set up and and day's just starting to break and all of a sudden uh i see movement and this buck chases this doe right right into the clover we're kind of on the clover the the white rage is down below us and they come barreling through the border patrol 
and uh, they just stop and it happened so quick you know I'm looking around a buck buck shooter looks like a pretty good sized body and he gets out to where we can see his rack and I'm like I think this is a deer I'll probably shoot here and and how far are they at this point and it's it's still pretty low light yeah it's what well, shooting light probably legal shooting light 615 it's 630, 640, somewhere okay. in there. Okay. And uh, does Garrett already give you, give you the okay when he, they first run in? Well, or did... at first I looked, I said, is there, is we got good light? And and he said, it's going to be close, you know. And they were, weren't where I could shoot him or anything yet. So when he got, finally got underneath of us, I looked at him and he said, "Yeah, we're good." So then, then my heart starts because you know, at first it's like, may not happen. Don't don't know if there's enough light. But then when you get that feeling that you're going to try to get an arrow in him, your heart starts going. And unfortunately, he's he's only 15 yards, but we got some limbs in the way, and uh, so we're just I'm just sitting there waiting patiently. You haven't drawn yet. No can't draw right you know there's there's no shot there but garrett's garrett's on him and you know camera's rolling i look out and see the doe bedded down in the clover so i knew we were you were in the we chips were, we were in the chips you yeah. know just a matter of getting him getting a window to to draw back well here's something behind us and here comes a little buck and he takes off to he snore wheezed at him and takes off to chase him off and uh which i wasn't nervous i that doe was still bedded so i knew he'd be back and he was gone a minute maybe and i looked up at gary and i said here he's coming back and he got to that same spot where i couldn't shoot and looked up at the doe he just needed to make about three or four steps and he did and the rest is history i guess you would say yeah yeah it's funny because i was with audrey and todd in another stand and we at first light and it was there was not enough light to film um because i was running a camera and um we had just gotten up we just gotten quiet and 15 yards from the base of the stand of the tree there's a buck and he's a good buck I mean, I, I don't know how good he was. I'm just looking down going, that is a mature buck. Mm-hmm. And Todd's uh, glassing him from, you know, 15 yards away. And he's like, I can hear him whisper to, to Audrey, shooter, shooter. But we don't have enough light. So um, he hangs out. I mean, he probably hung out within 50 yards for 10 minutes. Just but didn't hang out quite long enough. Didn't hang out long enough, yeah. And so I text you, and I, I remember this is how I heard about your encounter. I text you, and I said, well, had a good one under us right at first light, just not enough light. And you said, yeah, we had one under us too, but we had plenty of light <laughs> with five exclamation points. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was, that, was, that was pretty awesome. That was a good morning, cause, and then on top of that, we even saw more movement. You guys saw we more movement. We did too, movement. yeah. Then after I shot, that doe stayed bedded down. And I thought, I told myself, we're going to see more bucks coming in here. And uh, we saw another shooter, which he was chasing a different doe, and two other 
respectable bucks. So yeah, it was a awesome morning for deer movement. Yeah. We got down, we met you guys back here, and I think you guys um backed out for a couple of reasons. Well, explain why. I well, mean and I think we've always say this and I think it's words to live by. When in doubt, back out. Right. And and the and the only time that I am no doubt is when you got a blood trail that Ray Charles could follow. Right. Or you see the animal down. Yeah. Well, I, we, I mean, right. That, that that's confidence. So when in doubt, back out. A lot of times we'll back out, even if it's for 30 minutes or 40 minutes, and come back and look at the footage on, a, on the laptop so we can see exactly the shot. Yep. And Just that, like we did with Levi's. And that's what deer. we did. We, uh, in the tree on the little screen, you know, we could tell he had a huge mule kick. So, I mean, it, everything looked good, but you can't tell on the little screen. And uh, we figured we when we got down, we the amount of blood we found would decide whether we need to pursue on or come back. And we got down and, and found the arrow. And the arrow had a complete pass through and it had good blood on it. I mean, it was covered. Covered in yeah. blood, yeah. But right there in the food plot where he crossed, it's probably, what, 20 yards wide. Mm-hmm. In that span, we we found no blood at all. Hmm. And when he ran off, too, you know, a lot of times you'll see that blood where you on the entry wound, and I didn't notice that either. So we're just kind of going off the mule kick right now. But we decided to... Uh, come down and put it on a bigger screen and when we did it's still hard to tell because we're shooting through some small limbs that i didn't see and you can see a leaf move move so i possibly hit a limb and then but also in one one clip you can kind of see it looks like the skin ripples perfect you know so what we give him five six hours yeah because we came back we ate lunch and then we all just kind of said, okay, let's, let's, we looked at the footage and we all kind of gathered and said, hey, okay, we've given him plenty of time. Yeah. Because even if, worst case scenario, my assessment was lung uh, and liver. Right. So that's five, six hours is plenty, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Right. But. So we get up, we got up here and. Went a little deeper into the woods and we finally got on the blood trail. Wasn't a lot of blood. It never was a super amount, except for one spot which looked like maybe he coughed. Coughed it up or something there, mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, we would fall for a good little ways, you know, just some drops, and then then we'd lose it. Luckily, we was able to get back on it and finally got down through there and we jumped him. You know, the crazy thing is we, we got in there there's a little two track that runs through the old two track that someone cut through there years ago and so it's a good trail for deer and he got on that and once we found but then we found a bed yeah and i remember thinking when we found that first bed all the blood after that first bed looked really like man it's still wet i think you and i even mentioned doesn't it wouldn't shouldn't that be dry right wet and i i thought but then I didn't take it to that next step, which is, yep. ooh, if it's still wet, we jumped him up. We didn't see him. Let's back out of here. And that's what we should have done. And that's what we should But we were only went another 30, 30 yards, and right. he was bedded again. Yep. And that bed was 
quite a bit of blood. Right, and that's that's what made us make the decision to back back out and give him some more time. And he didn't go probably fifty yards from there when we went back, and he there he was. There yeah. he was. You can only do what you can do when you're making that call. That's right. You can do the best. You can go off of experience. You can go off of what you hear from other people. But the bottom line is every situation is different. And, um, you know, when you give a, a deer four, five, six hours like we did, uh, that's a lot of time. And what it looked like it was, it was a liver. Mm-hmm. It was a liver shot. So yeah. when 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 you when he hit, and even though he was quartering away, you know deer are funny creatures because when they when they move they kind of they can roll their insides into weird contortions mm-hmm. and you look and you think okay if that was just a deer standing there that's double long, but yet when they start to load up to 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 move or to jump or whatever. Who knows what happens inside? And so sometimes that stuff gets pushed forward. And uh, I think that's what happened because I looked at it and I said, I thought it was clipping the left side lung, liver, and solidly through the right side lung. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he'd have gone that far if that would have been. Right. No, he wouldn't have went near as far as he did. Yeah. Well, but it uh, it was awesome to the second time we got on him, it was quite easy to find him. The first time we we struggled a little yeah. bit because he didn't stay on a path until he got onto that old two track road, right. and then we could just kind of walk every twenty twenty five um, yards or so. You know, we'd find that little speck that would then say, "Okay, we're, we're here. We know we're in the right direction." And I honestly was thinking we'd just kind of walk up around a little tree or something, and he'd be piled up there. But he didn't. So, but that was good, and that's a heck of a way to start off. Uh, this Missouri rut hunt. Um, and so I know we, and I want to take just a second, Trav's not here. But a lot of people have got to know Trav, Travis Lane, um, from the show. And Trav's not hunting with us. No, he couldn't, he couldn't wait. He had to get out there. And- October 31st, Halloween night. Trav killed a great buck killed an awesome buck talk about what he did there because that was a quite a cool setup and he did everything on purpose yeah yeah he uh there on his property there he planted some corn this spring and and he went in there and set up a ground blind and got corn standing and some cut corn and we got a little bit of cool weather there halloween and the deer were just pouring in there he, I think he'd been hunted two or three times previous and just seeing three-year-old bucks. And once the once the uh, does started, a few does started coming in, the mature bucks started checking the field there of an evening. And, yeah, he couldn't resist. And he, uh, uh, you texted me, or I think I was driving in when you texted me because it was, yeah, I was coming, I was driving on Halloween. So um, that he killed that, and that's a that was a that was a nice buck, good yep. mature ten point, good big ten. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's why Trav isn't with us right now. He actually I walked in the shop yesterday, and he was sitting in the chair with his feet up, and he's like, you know what? It's sure nice to be done. I was kind of right there with him this morning. When you that, were 
snow was blowing and yeah. i was feeling for you guys out sitting in 20 yeah. 30 foot in a tree with that what was the wind blowing 20, 20 miles it had to be 20 miles an hour and then i mean the snow sits sideways right now it's that it's not that big flakes it's those right. little flakes but wet, it started wet. it started out as rain then it turned to sleet then it turned to snow so yeah, it is what it, it is. It can make for some miserable sits. It can make for some miserable sits, but when it clears, it can make for some amazing yep. sits. Yep. So that's kind of what we're doing now. We're just kind of catching up on the podcast, bringing everybody up to speed. Since AR was uh, the early, the first to, to, well, you weren't the first. You were the second to get on the board, if you will. Right. Um, but the first of this actual hunt where we're, where we're laying footage down and, and stuff for our hunt. We still, uh, I still got to get with Addison and Levi because I got to, I want them to tell their story of Youth Rifle because that was an incredible weekend with them. Number one, they're just amazing kids. You, uh, I feel like they're part of my family and I enjoy the heck out of them. Um, and, uh, they both did so good. You know, they both did so good. Levi's eight years old, killed eight deer. Yeah. Um, you know, Addison, she's she's pretty solid and, and that was her best buck to date. Right. Um yep. so yeah, that'll be good. But uh yeah, we got we got lots more coming. Um I'm excited. I love whitetail hunting because it's that time of year when you it, the physicality goes down because we've already done all the hard work. It was right. in the summer. But when we're not hiking around after elk or mule deer or something like that and and it's more of a strategy more of a how do we play the wind what stand do we set we know it's a, it, a, a big buck could walk by it at any stand you just got to sit the right one with the wind so yep yeah well thanks for listening we'll keep you posted um again god bless uh we we encourage you to go out embrace your wild um and we will talk to you soon